What's up, everyone out there? And welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's The Mix, <laughs> presented by Mail Media Net and powered by Jock Market here on YouTube. The best daily fantasy app there is. Whom I know, it is not a new host, it's the old host with a new voice. Holy cow, I'm sick as a dog. I think I'm dying, and you could probably, most definitely, hear it in my voice. So, today's show, I'm going to try and really push it through. I'm going to drag this big old carcass into the end zone, hopefully, and somehow get that touchdown dance that we love so much. Welcome back, everybody. Love you all so much. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Please download the Jock Market app. We're doing really well. God, I love the app so much because it really helps us stick out for being sharp. It helps you play around even and not have to refill your account all the time. You know, you miss a bet by a yard here or there, and you end up with nada. That's not what we're about. We're about this. The fastest show in NFL, absolutely anywhere, with your host, John Legaza at John Legaza, the big man with the not-so-big mouth today from the Big Apple. Gosh, I sound awful. Please excuse the lozenge I have jammed. I'm going to be trying to keep the old throat lubricated. Keep those jokes to yourself so I could get through this, man. Love this show. Love y'all. I would never miss it for the world. It's Thursday night foosball. We got the Titans at the frozen tundra in Green Bay. Man, maybe I should use that gnarly voice. It's coming out a little bit stronger because it's such a disaster. I absolutely love it. And if you roll with me, then I know you do too because life is all about working on the fly. Very rarely are things set up perfectly for us that's just the way it is so let's do what we do so well it's your blue chip stocks brought to you by jock market again it's titans and it's packers we're using run the sims projections these are the highest projected players on each team top five on each side for the titans it's henry at 19.7 and then we a massive teardrop by percentage down to Tannehill at 11.6 then that number is cut nearly in half to get the Burks and Woods at near seven. Also, Dontel, Dontrell Hilliard, six and a half. I often talk about not overreacting to the projections, but letting them speak to us. And wow, talk about top-heavy. So automatically, Henry is always in the conversation for being the top player on a jock market showdown. However... He popped up on the injury report a couple weeks ago with this foot. I don't know if it's the same foot or a different foot, but it, it kind of got brushed away. Then he ended up in the tent last Sunday. He said he was just had to go to the bathroom. Maybe I don't, it's fine. But the thing that speaks to me is the utilization, right? That's we know coaches lie, GMs lie, coordinators lie. That's what they do for a living. The thing they can't hide is utilization on the field. Henry racked up 90 carries, just 9-0 over three games. And then we had that injury pop up, you know, quote-unquote ghost injury. He wasn't missing practice. I don't overreact. But again, we saw the subsequent drop in usage. Maybe they're protecting him. Maybe it's more than it let on. But when Henry is going from 30 carries to, I think, around 20 touches, and you're cutting that load by a third... 
given the rest of the talent base, this team becomes hard to back. I would love to get on the Titans against the Packers. I don't think the Packers are any good. I think they had the one breakout game against the Cowboys. Cowboys were 190 million and 0, up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Of course, we had money on the Cowboys. They wet the bed. Those things happen. But more importantly, I don't think one quarter makes a good Packers team. Let's look at the Packers projections. It's Rodgers at 19, Lazard at 15 and a half with Aaron Jones, same 15 and a half. Christian Watson at 14, Titania at 9. I mean, just look at that. Though Henry is the highest player on the slate, everybody on the Packers is basically projected for the you know the rest of the Titans team, right? So it's Henry and Tannehill in the double digits. Everyone else below 7. Packers with 4 players above 13. So this really, by projections, you would think might not be as close as the 3-point spread. But again, I think the market is hip to that. The Packers really up and down. They really move slow. And the Titans defense is very, very tough up front. And they do things a little bit differently than the rest of the league. Let's dive into the handicapping that we do so well. Gosh, I'm so sorry about the voice. Titans defense, right? Very, very good. 19 points allowed. That's top three. 0.07 EPA per snap. Top five. 70% drive success rate allowed. Also probably top eight. So... It's good overall, but they've turned themselves into a pass funnel. So what that means is when the rush defense is excellent, check this out, minus 28% rush DVOA, 3.6 adjusted line yards, 21 attempts for 85 yards, sub-4 running back yards per attempt. Those are all like top one, two, or three worst. What ends up happening is teams end up abandoning the run against the Titans going with the pass. So you see these volume stats rack up against the Titans D. The pass DVOA is only 2%, which is not terrible, because they do get a lot, they do get a lot of sacks. Twenty-nine sacks, they get a lot of pressure without blitzing. Keep that in mind. It's what we'll be talking about. But those volume stats do tend to rack up. So Titans defense on the season allowing forty attempts, twenty-six completions, two hundred seventy-two yards. Now the sub seven yards per attempt, sub ten and a half yards per completion. Not bad. Those are probably right about average. So you just got to keep an eye on how these things are being built up. It's not like oh my god, the Titans pass defense is terrible. It just becomes a function of how good. The run defense is, I don't think, man, no one has run against these Titans at all. It's been extremely difficult. Let me get out the log here. I saw it the other day. It was just crazy. So, Barkley racked them week one. So, think about how those all those averages are so low. And they have a buck 64 week one. After that, Cook, I mean, the uh, Buffalo is not that great. But Cook topping out at 53. The Buffalo offense combined for, like, right around 100. The Raiders, under 100. Jonathan Taylor, 42. The Redskins, under 100. Topped out. I mean, it's crazy. Then the Colts again, 58 from Taylor. The Texans, 35 from Pierce. 11 rushing yards against the Chiefs. And 48 rushing yards against the um, Broncos. So, the game log is just ridiculous. I mean, again, if the totals... Teams are abandoning it, so that's where that funnel um, term that I mentioned comes up. I, I hear people use it. I don't know if anyone necessarily understands it. So the matchup, I, 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 really tough to say. I think it leans in favor of the Titans. I like the, I would have really liked the Titans to win outright, except I'm a bit worried about 
Henry, and again, he's the, I forget the stir that draws a drink. He's not just the engine. He's the fuel inside of it. Titans offense on the season. Whoa, whack. Oh, they're whack. 18 points a game, 56 plays, 281 yards a game. Those are all bottom three. Five yards a play, minus .09 EPA per snap. Bottom three, 31 and a half seconds per play. They're one of the slowest teams in the league. Also, I should have mentioned that with Green Bay. I mentioned it, but they're also in the bottom five in both. Seconds per play and neutral seconds per play. Those things lean very well towards unders. The total is 41, so it's hard to go under 41. But be careful looking for explosions. Even if you do think, well, Watson was awesome. He's going to get behind the Tennessee defense. I'm going to score again. Even if they do, they both teams move so, so, so slow and like to run so much, particularly on the Tennessee side. It's going to be tough. So we know the Tennessee run game is very strong, four and three quarters, adjusted line yards, 30 attempts for 133 yards, more than four and three quarter running back yards per attempt, but the pass game is just terrible, yes, there's some bad Malik Willis in there, but Tannehill's been, he's pretty bad as well, they're averaging 23 attempts, only 14 completions for less than 150 yards per game, Packers defense very strong against the pass, minus 7%, Pass DVOA, 28 attempts, allowing only 18 completions for a buck 79. That buck 79 is in the top three. Packers allowing only 320 yards per game on the season. And if you zoom out in, zoom out, if you zoom on out and in to the last four, the Titans defense really, really lighting up the board. All those same kind of consistent metrics. Four and a half yards of play, two and a half snaps per splash play. Those are top three. Top in allowing opposing scoring drives. 62 rush yards a game, 3.16 yards per rush. But again, teams are abandoning the run going to the pass. 28 and a half completions, 253 yards per game. Again, the rate stats on those pass rates, not good. So the reason I keep hammering that stuff home is because that's where I think we have to go with this. So Titans, I think they lead the league in too high coverage. The damage the Packers did with Watson was all against man. Watson's a physical freak, but I still think he has some sharpening to do as far as route running, separation. Like, again, he's going to separate from raw skills, but a single man chasing him, especially east and west, going to have a very hard time keeping up. The Titans are the top two high coverage team. They're also the top pressure team in the league with the lowest amount of blitzes. So, that combination is not great for Watson. And it's not great for the continuation of this Packer explosion we saw. So I'm off of that. I think the Rodgers projections are too high. I think we need to be looking for the zone options. That's Lazard and Tanyan, the guys who work underneath, right? So Tennessee, we're expecting them to get pressure without the blitz. So it means they're not sending a lot of men. Four or five tops. Rodgers is going to look to get it out deep. And especially we mentioned the way they've capitalized against man and not zone. So, Titans side. Packers defense. Run funnel, right? Opposite side. So, edge to the Titans run game. Packers run D. 9% rush DVOA. Five and a quarter adjusted line yards. 29 attempts for a buck 40 on the ground. More than five running back yards per attempt. If you think Henry is good, but again, it's a short stint. So if this game was on Sunday, I'd probably be smashing Henry, smashing the Titans. I'm worried with the reduced workload and the short week that Henry doesn't get to 30 attempts. Is he going to need it to get it done? I don't know. He's certainly a pop, too. The problem with Henry, if they fall behind, 
not saying he gets scripted outright out of it, but those value touches, particularly through the passing game, we've seen Hilliard, he got 46% of snaps, I think, in the last game. So, though the touches are not there, the workload's still Henry's, you could see a world where Hilliard, who's done damage, he like, leads the team in red zone targets to give you an idea of how bad the Titans' pass game is. So, there is a pathway where Henry gets scripted out. He's certainly the key to this game for the Titans because of the Packers' inability to stop the run. The Titans' inability to pass the rock with the Packers' strong pass defense really hurts them on that side, keeping me away from the Titans' smash. So I think it's Henry, but you have to temper expectations. I actually really like Hilliard as a sneak tip. We'll get to that as values. And on the other side, of course, Rodgers has a chance to pop it, but we haven't seen him go nuts. I'm going to let people pay for that. I'm also going to let people pay for Christian Watson. So my blue chips here are Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan on the Packers side, and then, of course, Derek Henry. So that's our first pillar of profit as I drag this big old carcass across the 50-yard line. Let's, let's get into the value stuff, but first, like, let me regain my composure, catch my breath, and lube that throat. But first, if you think I've deserved it, and maybe you learned something about this game or a way to go after this jock market slate, please press the like button. Cartoon fingers matter way more than they should. Rate, review, and subscribe. All that lovely stuff that I hate to ask you for. But again, it just matters. So, all right. Let me catch my big old breath. (sighs) Okay, it's the second pillar of profit here at The Mix on Mayo. Media Net brought to you by Jock Market. Our penny stocks are the best values. We're using Run the Sims projections and DK pricing with Jock Market projected IPOs to come up with the best players on a cost per point basis. Two quarterbacks, three running backs, five wideouts, and a tight end as always. Audio-only listeners, feel free to jump over to YouTube. All this information is all in one spot, so you can refer to it. It makes a really useful cheat sheet. It is extremely useful. And the feedback, I I appreciate it already, because I do put in a lot of work to get these graphics out. So even those simple, hey man, thanks so much, this has helped me get into the black, this has helped me further my understanding. That's the reason why I do it. So it's Rodgers and Tannehill. This one's going to be really tough. I don't think I'm going to play conventional DFS today. Rodgers projected for 19 at a 10.4 salary, 550 cost per point, 72% ownership. So if you're not buying the Packers' offense bounce back, again, we've seen... When you're looking for upsets, I should say this, it's defense at the core of it. So that's why Tennessee is a pop to win this game. They're really strong up front, and that's how you throw quarterbacks, right, off their game by getting them off their spot. I can't pay the 10K. I can't get with the 72 ownership. I can't get with the 14-4 IPO. Rodgers may be a short candidate today. Ryan Hannah Tannehill. The projection for 12 points at 9.6 salary. Yikes. His cost per point is 828. Think about that. Similar salary. Totally disparate projection. And that's why the cost per point is so dissimilar if you are playing conventional DFS. It's Rodgers, greater than sign. Tannehill, I'm not touching the $10 IPO either. Dontrell Hilliard, I already mentioned, he's probably my favorite value on the board. We know the Packers are uh, run funnel. We know the Titans love to run the rock. We know Henry is not quite 100%. So given the projection at 6.5, 3.2 salary, Leaves us with the one of the lowest sub cost per point, which is sub 500 on a showdown, pretty good. 30% ownership. He's going to be hard in, in conventional DFS because I don't know if he can break the slate. So I guess if you 
gets into the end zone, which again, he's a red zone target. Could I'm looking at the 364 IPO. So Hillary is my jock market play for today. Henry, who of course we really like, 20-point projection, 11.6589 cost per point. The ownership, 70%. If I had to get to one chalk, it's Henry, of course. The $18 IPO I'm really struggling with because he's got to be one of the top two players. Again, he should be, but any player that gets scripted out, I can't go over, you know, 15 bucks for him. Again, I'm cheap and I'm honest about that, but let's not be ridiculous. You know, it's very, very difficult to... You're stacking the odds against yourself, let's say. Once you go over 18 bucks and eliminating yourself from profiting in that third slot, that's got to be it for me. That's why you really 16, 17 should be the top for any kind of blue chip. Aaron Jones, last running back, 15 projection, 11-2 salary. Yeah, he has really, really gotten the hyper-focus of the offense. But again, if you look at the game log, it's a rush defense thing. When the Packers can run, they stuff it down your throat. And when they can't, I think they recognize that and pivot away again we've seen that in um, the game logs from Jones you know Dallas easier to run against than pass 24 attempts same Buffalo that 30 attempts on the ground that game <clears throat> excuse me Washington a lot harder to run against right that solid seven like I mentioned there you see the carries in the single digits for both and I think that is really kind of the running theme, how you're going to get to where these Tampa Bay, same thing. Tampa Bay was healthy, week three up front, and only 24 combined carries, Jones and Dillard. So I think, again, we'll see them pivot away. I think the rushing unders are totally cromulent today. So those are the really value running backs. Wide receivers is Samari Torre. I can't. I just can't touch that because the 223 IPO just gave me the 364 Hilliard. If I'm looking to bottom scrape and do the catfish thing, I'd much rather Henry with Watson playing, and now he is playing. I think Torre is out. I mentioned Watson. People are going to be chasing him. The IPO is probably going to go north of 11. His ownership is probably going to go north of 56, and I'm out. All of the damage. All of it. All of it. Every single bit of it was against um, man coverage. So against his zone, Packers a bit of a different team, and in particular, Watson. I don't even know if they did. Yeah, they target him in the zone. He had two targets against the zone last week. It was one catch for three yards. Not want to be. Give me Lazard and Tanyan. Those are the more highly targeted zone players on the season, and it's really it's really not even close. They've stood out it was also Dobbs, but now he's out. So Tanyan, the leading Packer target getter against the zone. 37 targets, 30 catches, 254 yards on the season. Then it's actually followed by Aaron Jones and then Lazard. They've been pretty similar, about 150 yards, 24 targets apiece, roughly. It was 23 and 25. So that's why I like the, the zone sitters today. So we're going Lazard and we're going to go Tanyan. He's at the bottom. Rack him up. Love that value across the board. Projected for nine points. I think that's low. 5'8 salary. Love the deal. 652 cost per point. I think is off because the point projection is off. 32 ownership. As low as she's going in these showdowns. And the 546 IPO. So I think Tanyan really checks the box across the board. I'm having trouble getting to the Tennessee wideouts with good reason. I've got some those um, some cool pass stats here. So yeah, it's 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 really really ugly. You know, probably no surprise there. Like, 
so funny we're talking about it. like Robert Woods, you know, leading the way. He's done absolutely nothing last four games. He's run 84 routes. He has seven catches in four games for 62 yards. That's 15 and a half receiving yards a game, 31 air yards a game. It's just really, 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 really rough. We saw a keen A breakout. It's with a one-off. You know, you chase that. That's how you get in trouble. Then we finally saw Burks come back. I think he's the guy that you want to be looking for. But is the health there? I'm not sure. And he led the way, you know, after Akine, he went three for 24. It's just a really, really rough scene for the Tennessee pass. Oh, but it's also funny because it's, it's, yes, like they're bad when we put them up against the field, but they get it done. They're winning games, right? They're six and three in, in the playoffs. So you're not going to find them like pivoting away and changing. And I think that's one of the things that gets lost in translation in the gambling sphere when we get into real football where... Like, teams that are winning and doing it their way, they do not care at all. They'll throw the ball, and we've seen that, especially this season. Teams will throw the ball 14, 15 times, and they win, and no problem. That's fine. That's exactly what we're going to do. Expect a ton of Henry. Expect a ton of Hilliard. The the pricing for Hill, for Henry is tough, but the more we talk through it, the more I think he's they're going to give it to him as long as he can get it. And then we're just predicting injuries. I've been snake-bitten by injuries. If you're following my prop work on Patreon, I'm very sorry. Yikes. Three of the last seven prop plays I put out, guys have left the game injured. And that's just what it is. You know, it's just what it is. Really not much you could do about it. Judy, the first play. Juju, first drive. And then Goddard hurt after he had his three catches. We needed two more. So maybe that's part of it. I have seen studies that say if a player plays, their production is not thrown off that much. My problem is we're still expecting Henry to get 20. We just need him to get 30. And like that's that over-hyper usage that I don't know if we could bank on. So I'm really kind of turned off to this game because of all the kind of mixed and moving pieces. And the fact the public is going to be chasing parts that I don't like. So this really sets up a really interesting matter. I got to get on this short stuff because I think it, it aligns, right? Let's do the last lesson we always talk about is being consistent. You don't have to bet every game. You don't have to love every slate. You don't have to be over on every game. You don't, you don't have to do anything, and particularly when you do your analysis and it leads you in that direction. Shorting on jock market on these standalone games, especially on Thursday, maybe like the ultimate edge that no one is talking about. So I think that's really it for me, right? If Tannehill IPOs, he's not going to go for 10 bucks. He's going for 12 bucks. If he's over 12.50, you short him. If Rodgers above 15, you short him. Don't know if you short Henry, but I think you could short Watson. And man, yeah, a couple of these guys on Tennessee as well, because we know the bottom is zero, right? Woods, if Woods is anywhere near that $6 projection, I think you got to smash him. His last four games, he has seven, I mean, seven catches. It's unbelievable. The offense is not prolific. He is not part of it. He's not running the routes that are conducive to Tannehill's game. He's just not in. And with Burks back, you can forget about him. So, man, i got to start coming up with these bear list, right? The bear cave. Let's do it. So, give me Hilliard, right? We have Hilliard, Lazard, and Tanya. Those are the value plays we like. And then if I were doing a bear cave, I'm shorting the Tennessee pass catchers. 
and Tannehill above 1250. So maybe that's our next little thing. I'll be adding the last feather in the cap. The ball is in the red zone. I am pulling myself to the end of this thing. Hopefully, you know, you're enjoying it and learning something as always. I do always appreciate the feedback. You can comment, rate, review, and all that good stuff. Hit me up on Twitter at John Legaza. Hit up the network handle at Mayo Media Network. We love, love, love to hear from you. And hey, never a bad thing to let my boss know and how good of a job I'm doing. All right, let's get the ball in the end zone. I got a couple of long, odd player props for you, but first let the big man catch a big old breath. All right, we are in the goal-to-go scenario where we get the big man the ball so I can get in the end zone, start dancing, so I can finally lay down and try and get better. It's your Week 11 Thursday Night Football Props brought to you by Jock Market. Love the daily app. We're going to make some money. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. We walked you through the analysis already for the audio-only listeners. I won't leave you in suspense. We like two alt props. So again, man, I've had a bit of a rough go betting props lately. One of my problems always is I think my tickets are too narrow. I try and focus on one play, and if the guy gets hurt or misses, you lose. Where if you drop a more robust ticket with higher odds, you could put yourself in a better scenario to profit even if it's less, without increasing your risk. And I think that's probably the most important lesson, something we talk about all the time. Just because you see two bets does not mean double the risk. It's just it's just the opposite, okay? I, I, that is the thing that kills me. It, it's not it kills me if people put out 20 bets. Like, you can do that. But if you bet a unit of bet and you have 20 bets, you can't bet 20 units. That's just not how it works. If you normally bet 10 units per slate, per day, per event... And now you have two bets. It should be five per, not ten times two. So there's a really good lesson for the betting people out there, the newbies that want to learn how to stop having to, you know, keep depositing, right? And that's the best way to do that is to predetermine your daily a lot of risk and work backwards. All right, enough of that. We need more of this. It's your two props. Both of them are alt props, right? So we love the long, long odds. I got Alan Lazard over 60 at plus 178. We got Robert Tanyan over plus 40. I saw this one jamming all over the place, but I saw it at plus 155 also. But even one th- even if it's 125, 135, that's fine. Because idea being, if you split your daily risk with these two plays and we get one, you got a nice hit by percentage. If we get them both, now you're rolling. And I think the table is set for both of them. We mentioned it already. The Titans basically force opposing teams to pass. They also use the most amount of too high shell, paired with a very effective front four slash five. That gets the most amount of pressures in the league on the lowest amount of blitzing. So that really just feeds its way right into these players. Everyone's going to be chasing Watson in the ceiling game with the blow up. Again, it was all against man coverage. Dallas runs a lot of man. They're very aggressive in the secondary. The Titans are not that, okay? They're not that. And after the game he just had, I wouldn't be surprised if Watson is seeing, you know, attention, seeing a bracket, getting man with a bracket shell like this. I'm having a hard, I'm having a hard time getting to where they, they were going to let him do that again. That would open up for the players that Rodgers has targeted in the zone, which are Lazard and Tanya. Those are the two most popular targets for Aaron, um, Aaron Rodgers in the zone. Tanya is actually the target leader, 37 
Right behind him was actually Dobbs, who's out, which opens up even more. Jones has gotten work along with Lazard. Those are really the top target getters, the only players with double-digit target rates against the zone. Lazard, again, not a tremendous like yardage guy, but to get this level alt prop, right? We're talking about like a second or third level of alt prop at such a low bar, right? He's gone over his last four, 76, 55, 87, and 45, right? Again, that 45 in the last game is because, you know, Watson's blowing the top off the defense. They had no time to get it. So they, we are getting decent A dot. And I, I think this really slides into a good matchup. Uh, expect the Packers to abandon the run, like we've said, against good defenses. Good run defenses have had the Packers abandon the run. We They have no problem you know, dropping back 100 times because they trust Aaron Rodgers in shotgun. And if that's the case, I do believe it'll be Tanya and Lazar, the guys kind of sitting in that zone. And the reason why I split them is not just because of the big odds because I didn't know where it was going to go the... Usage are they're so similar. I would hate to wreck Lazard and have it be Tanyan or vice versa. And again, there's that lesson of sustainability. Splitting those odds, putting yourself in a position to succeed nicely if either get across the finish line. So there's a lesson for everybody, including myself. Give us Lazard over 60 at 178, Tanyan over 40 at 150, let's call it those week 11 Thursday night football props. I think we're going to get one. Hopefully, we get them both. And I also like the fact that. That's how you get on a single play, but you get on a single play even if we're down, right? If the Packers get way ahead, even that could benefit them because it's it's almost hard to see them getting scripted out of running the ball, right? If let's say the Packers get ahead two scores, how many times are they going to smash their head into the Tennessee rush deep, which is like a Iron Curtain style? You know, maybe not too often, especially if they are struggling to defend the run with Derrick Henry. So this really feels like a kind of dogfight, which lends itself to these low dot guys. So I really like the Lazard play. I really like the Tanyan play, both in a prop market, in conventional DFS, and for jock market. And that will do it. Ba-ba-ba-ba-boom. Wow. Thank you for picking up what I'm putting down. This was truly a labor of love from yours truly. And it does mean the world to me, right? That the things that I talk about, I try and do myself. Hard work controlling the things that we can, like work ethic, right? I can't control where the ball's going to go. I don't control the bounces or the commercial breaks. But I do control my own risk management. I do control my own portfolio. I do control my own emotions. So those are the things we really want to stay on top of. And that's probably the last lesson for today. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Make sure you download the Jock Market app. I forgot to pump the promo code. It's MMN. That first hundred bucks is more than enough to do some damage. I would not overextend myself and use the free cash on blue chippers. I would, you know, buy a share or two of Dontrell Hilliard if I'm trying to be cheap. But if I were a newbie, I think your best bet, again, this is how you know it's good advice because you don't hear it anywhere else, is not to play with live cash on a showdown for the first-time players. Learn the system, get used to the app, see the speed of play, track your progress on paper and when you get to the main slate where you can really do damage where there's tons of two three four dollar players that have a chance of busting it open that's where you take the promo cash like i did i've never deposited i'm using the original 20 dollar promo from the first open and now we're in thousands right i'm up whatever fifteen thousand percent or something stupid like that so again thanks for picking up what we're putting down your 
while it means the world to me, right? I think I probably care about your money more than I do my own because I've been there. Right? I've been on the other side where I've needed it and I've had to buckle down and made it work where I you know, fed my family gambling and trading and doing that stuff. And I, while I don't recommend it, I do think it's a fantastic way to get a secondary income. Learn the tenets of small business, responsibility, discipline, answering to yourself, making your own hours. You know, these things are huge, right? I, I'm not into flashy stuff. You know, so for some people, wealth is a watch. Wealth is a 12-cylinder car. For me, I own everything I have. Wealthy people own, poor people rent, right? It's not to knock anybody's dollar again. It's a method. Remember, I don't care about the dollar amount. It's about the process here. That's how we do it. So hopefully some of these lessons, you know, even resonate and beyond sports gambling and maybe you use them in your real life value application and all that stuff. So, all right, that'll do it. Remember, <laughs> we love Henry, especially if you believe he's fine. We love Hilliard as a backup to get a red zone target. We're fading Watson. We're fading the Tennessee pass catchers. And we're all over the zone targets, right? The low ADOC guys. That's Lazard and Tanya. So thank you so much, everybody. You know, rate, review, and subscribe. Five-star view is the compliment that took the compliment. Grazie mille for all your time, all your interactions. You guys really do mean the absolute world to us here at Mayo Media Net. So thanks so much for picking up what we're putting down. And remember, when you work this hard, right, when you push through, when you make it happen, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.